Hello there, Elizabeth. Hello. Hi, thank you for joining me this morning. No problem. Sorry, I'm a tiny bit late. Oh, don't don't worry about it. For all of the listeners, Elizabeth is our new media manager with the Commercial Awareness Society. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Elizabeth, before we start? Yes, so um, I'm a second, well, stage two um, law student with the Open University. I'm actually doing it full time. So um, I've got one year full time left if things go to plan. Um, I am part of a lot of uh, voluntary organisations as well, Citizens Advice, Open Justice Project, various other responsibilities and the reason I'm late this morning, I have the cutest 10 year old dog that is an absolute liability. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I spend most of my time outside of her. My family live on a farm, so yeah, I spend a lot, a considerable time outside if I'm not got my head in a, a, a book. book of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fab. Right. Shall we get into some of these news stories today? Yeah. Um, do you have a favourite out of the ones I sent you or shall I just start from the top? <laughs> I think we should just start from the top. <laughs> Starting from the top it is. Okay, so the government recently made a decision to remove the duty for new developers um, building new homes to include affordable housing. They've very quietly done a little bit of a U-turn on that. And they've said, maybe that's a little bit harsh. We'll keep the duty there. Their idea was that if they removed the duty, um, they would be, it would be faster to develop and they would be, they'd be able to reach their commitment for 300,000 homes by mid-2020s. Um, but they've now gone it's not necessary at at this time um and sort of relied on the the COVID-19 hardships um to sort of sweep it sidely sweep it to the side quickly and say we won't do that now (laughs) yeah so So, this is I was reading um about this the other day You, you you mentioned it was um kind of slipped in quite quietly um I actually came across this more or less by accident I'm not personally in a position to be able to get a home just yet but my sister is so we're all kind of keeping up to date with the news on this and um various other government things relating to housing so I did actually come across this and it's I believe it's the they're trying to well they tried um to take out the um it was under for small developments um under 50 houses they were that was it yeah build um full homes in this situation and obviously that's the point where they've done the u-turn um yeah i think one of the things that came up alongside that when i was reading about it is obviously this was a big part of their um manifesto um for the government about housing and this 300,000 by um, summer 2020 so or each year so it's 
a point to highlight was that it's actually the second point this is being criticised because the first, I believe, was about an algorithm about distributing housing. Absolutely, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's it's kind of like a second hit. So it's a bit, you know, challenging again the maybe authority that they have in terms of deciding this because it's clearly not being met with much um, positive yeah. at the moment. I think that there's very few things at the moment that this government is being met with positive light. Yes. Not that there aren't any. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but there are very few things. And I think that this one is going to be one where it's not met with positive light either way, because you've got people on either side of the fence. So you've got people saying, we want to buy homes. We can't afford them if you don't build affordable housing. Um, and then on the other side of that, you've got the developers going, we want we want more money out of the homes that we're developing, but we can't do that if you keep enforcing this duty that we have to make affordable housing. So yeah. it's kind of a lose-lose situation for the government, really. But, I mean, it's it's great that they've left this duty in, in my opinion. You know, people haven't made as much money this year as they maybe would have for various reasons but mainly because of COVID-19 um, so if if they were saving for a house and then now they wouldn't have been able to afford it if this had gone ahead uh, it's likely that some more people will still be able to afford while the duty's in place so I think it's a very positive thing that it's still there um, but Again, I'm not looking at buying a house yet either. <laughs> so um, it would be interesting to just keep an eye on this and see if they do another U-turn in the future and like when they're going to do that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's definitely, like you said, there's two, two sides to this. And I think in terms of the construction side, building side, I'm not personally a builder. Um, mm -hmm. But I know like materials and um, yeah, general materials really for building houses, the price has gone up um, yeah. recently. So obviously, you know, if you're then made to build a lot of smaller homes, your, your costs are going to outweigh that. And I think that's obviously where that opposition lands is, like you said, the financial implications for the builders. But as well, you said about covid and obviously the negative impacts i think there is significant negative impacts on both sides for the builders and the buyers yeah but i think just as an alternative to offer um for example well let's say in my sister's case younger people she's got a job she has thankfully been able to keep her job during um corona she's not had the opportunity to go out do much go on holiday anything so she has maybe saved that tiny bit more yes and i'm saying this is a general like it's a general thing that young people have been able to but she has been able to save a tiny bit more and it's still not it's not enough to have a deposit on like a house that isn't classed as affordable mm -hmm. but that extra bit that she's been able to save has meant she is likely to be able to afford that deposit with as on an affordable home now if those affordable homes stop being built or you know they're in certain areas things like that it's yeah obviously going to impact that but I think the the pandemic situation has maybe had the opportunity to go the other way as well 
with being able to save a bit and I think it's important for those houses to still be built while maybe younger people while people have got a little bit extra cash yeah absolutely yeah. and I can see where you're coming from and it's something that we've spoken about in a previous podcast about um UK consumer where obviously where people have been staying in they haven't been going out and meeting their friends for food out um so they they are saving in lots of different areas um especially if they're one of the people who have been lucky enough to keep their jobs throughout the coronavirus pandemic as well so yeah. uh, one of the predictions i made was big expenses would go up because you don't always have that the extra cash laying around to make that big expense so sometimes when you've got it there you're more likely to take that that extra step um so sort of house buying um the perfect wedding dress a new car things yeah. like that um so i yeah i i can see your point absolutely and it does it makes sense that if they were to get rid of the affordable housing now it wouldn't work in their favor for more than one reason yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah I think, I think yeah that's there's both sides there's obviously two sides for every argument with the government but I think generally I agree with you that it's for now it's a positive that it's uh, stayed in place yeah fab right shall we move on <laughs> financial news yay um so i don't know if you've heard of the survey that wall street released no, no? okay well wall street have released a new survey that says that for more than 35 years they have had the highest gdp this year um which is Oh, yes. I've seen the outcome. I've not heard about the survey, but I have heard about the outcome. Yes. So, I mean, of course, this is a huge bit of news for people that want to know commercial awareness like us, because uh, everybody's been complaining about the stock market recently. And yeah. now it turns out that actually the stock market as a whole are doing pretty good in US dollars. Yeah. Um, so that that was a really interesting read for me. And I would absolutely encourage anybody listening to just go and have a read up on it. There are so many little things that we could talk about for this particular um, story that I don't think we're going to have time to go into all the details. So please read up on it. But we will have a little bit of a chat around it. Um, there's another GPD that I want to discuss as well, though. Um, is the UK's GPD is actually now uh, going up again. Um, so it was, it had fallen because of coronavirus, of course. Um, but now that people have been out and spending again, our GDP is back on track for the national growth predictions. So that is obviously a great thing for us as a country. It means our economy is looking like we may recover soon not yet but soon <laughs> um so yeah i mean i think that's a really positive thing to add as well yeah i think just in terms of kind of the gdp for the uk i have to admit i'm not i'm learning i'm in the process of learning about the stock markets it 
bamboozles me let's say and I'm I am learning via information about cryptocurrencies really which are the most fabulous love it <laughs> but um but in terms of the yeah Britain's GDP um I think it's it, especially at the beginning of the pandemic and in comparison with America and all the discussions at that time they're saying you know we're going to go back into a, a great recession it's going to be awful so not only was everybody obviously this was you know politics was yes that, um politicians so kind of facing this you know disease as well those physical consequences and you know mm -hmm. family loss and things like that there was also this oh even in the long term it's not going to get better and we've gone through a period of in and out of lockdowns you know things open things closing you know changing yeah do we buy things online instead and all those kind of changes that mentally you know the population has had to deal with and then <laughs> there's still in the back of your mind maybe you know this still isn't the end financially you know shops have opened I have been my local city is York so I have been into York and there's you're brave <laughs> closed and I think walking down the high street seeing these shops closed it's you know this is an awful situation to be in yeah for, you know business owners but then to hear this news that gdp is in fact going back up i think mm -hmm. is although it might not be recognized for those that don't necessarily have their eye on the financial changes i think that will come across again in the politics as well that maybe you know this is another positive sign as well as the vaccinations this is a positive sign things are genuinely getting better both physically and financially which I think is just going to be a massive yeah. boost it's um, going to be a long time I think until we're fully recovered as, oh, a, yeah. as a country as a whole like everything is it yeah. will be a while until we're back where we really want it to be um, but just knowing that it's going in the right direction I think yeah, is a very definitely. positive thing yeah definitely and speaking of uh, cryptocurrency um coinbase have launched their ipo yes yes so i i have to admit i am just mind blown by cryptocurrency it's something i've always wanted to learn about and something i couldn't get my head around and i've plug our next event <laughs> yeah, yeah. well yeah there's um, come along <laughs> yeah there's we've got an event coming up with student beginner guide to cryptocurrency and and bitcoin which will be you know a massive <laughs> help in terms of putting down that foundation of information um about these complex things but yeah i'm trying to keep up to date um with the various cryptocurrencies i naively thought there was just bitcoin <laughs> yes um this is where kind of news comes up about coinbase and then Ether ethereum ethereum um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. there's also news recently for Dogecoin as well because Dogecoin is currently worth more than Barclays Bank. Yes, this is what I mean. Like, this is just mind blowing. <laughs> and Dogecoin, Dogecoin is um, for anybody who doesn't know, it was released as a joke currency, but it's now done rather well, <laughs> as you can imagine, to be worth more than Barclays Bank. So. Yeah, cryptocurrency is definitely something that if you really want to learn about it, come along to our Student's Guide to Bitcoin. It's on the 29th of April. Um, 
that being said, let's get back to Coinbase. <laughs> um, so they did a direct listing, which seems to rise and fall in correlation with Bitcoin. Um, it's very interesting. And the difference between Coinbase and Bitcoin is that Coinbase has always had a very good reputa uh, reputation, my English, um, for the relationship with regulators. They've always said from the beginning that, you know, they aren't trying to get out of anything. They're not, they're happy to work with regulation and make sure that they are meeting expectations, which is obviously it's good for anybody who is buying into Coinbase, but also it, it gives them a slight edge in comparison to other competitors who maybe haven't been quite so open about that. So they seem to be doing well with their direct listing. They have they have had their ups and downs as much as anybody else who really has had a direct listing. So yeah, it's definitely one to look out for, I think. Yeah, I think with um, with all the, well, majority of cryptocurrencies, I can't say all because I don't know about them all, but with the cryptocurrencies, they are, I think a massive point to note is they are so volatile. I know- yes they can massively you know raise or drop within within an hour anybody who can explain that to me i'm perfectly happy for you to come and do so because i think that's the one thing i don't understand with cryptocurrency is how exactly does it rise and fall other than yeah. that continue <laughs> yeah well i think that's that's it that's part of the um you know the Oh, what's the word intrigue about it I guess is why why does this work and I think I've had many debates with people in my family mainly about this but it's like well it doesn't doesn't physically exist does it like it's not like but you don't get anything written down it's it's also you know confusing in that sense but I think like you said with Coinbase you could write a dissertation on that really though exactly. couldn't you whether it physically exists yeah, <laughs> um doing the wrong degree for that but maybe I can slide in law no and definitely technology and law you could uh, you could yeah. argue that in law it does yeah. or does not physically exist so you could you could see both sides of that argument <laughs> yeah. I mean like you said as well about um kind of being a bit more open Coinbase being a bit more open about um kind of meeting regulations and things like that in in ways that other cryptocurrencies maybe haven't been I think yeah. from my like I said limited knowledge um but vast research I think bitcoin you know the the key point of the cryptocurrencies is that it's not stored in a central place it can be distributed mm -hmm. across many ip addresses which the whole principle in itself of mining is again crazy but it's yes it's the point that it's not stored anywhere and everybody has a copy of it but nobody really knows you know who made these transactions so i think it's had received a lot of suspicion um particularly mm -hmm. because it was perhaps used predominantly for illegal trades illegal um transactions maybe drug money where they didn't want to see yeah. the kind of traceability I had to give it a bad rap, but now yeah. it just seems to be really taken off and there's there's so many different new names to the market that aren't aren't gonna be able to do anything illegal because it's got such um so much media attention now that 
it would literally be impossible for them. Well, I don't want to say impossible, but it would definitely be implausible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that, that I can see people's negativity and why that negativity is there. Um, and I'm still personally still quite sceptic of <laughs> sceptical of the whole coin bitcoin coinbase cryptocurrency yeah. um until somebody can genuinely just explain to me why it rises and falls i think i'll still be skeptical but um well, until that yeah maybe save <laughs> that and ask on the 29th <laughs> I would be extremely, extremely surprised, but also extremely happy (laughs) if somebody could explain that to me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but it's it's like you said, it's become the cryptocurrencies are constantly in the news, it seems, and they're becoming a lot more popular. So um, we'll see if Coinbase stay um, with their, you know, the changes um, in their listings, you know, if they stay in line with those of Bitcoin or whether maybe as things develop, you know, it changes, we'll have to see. Absolutely. Please do, for all the listeners, please do keep an eye on it because if I've missed something, I would love for you just to come and tell me and let me know. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Um, so that brings us on to our last story today, which is the NASA contract with SpaceX. Um, I don't know how much you know about this, but NASA have actually given uh, SpaceX a contract for a new integrated human landing system, um, which is for 2.9 billion. Wow. It's a lot of money, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's not just me, it's a lot of money, even for space-related stuff, (laughs) which is always expensive. That is a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I... I haven't heard about this story actually when I saw it on your list I thought oh that sounds like an interesting one um but no I haven't so if you if you have any more information on that please absolutely so there were multiple bids uh Jeff Bezos Blue Origin was one of them uh obviously SpaceX uh was one of them so you've got two really big names two really big competitors um Elon Musk um, and obviously Jeff Bezos who was until very recently the CEO for Amazon sorry Um, so two really big names that are always in the media right now anyway which make this story eye-catching in a way Um, they're both competing um, to get this contract and NASA have awarded it to SpaceX. The idea is to make a reusable Starship spacecraft for American flights to go to the moon. Right. <laughs> um, it's going to be under the Artemis program, I believe. Um, and the idea is to have a crew capsule, which will then dock on a lunar space station um, and be able to return so it sounds like a lot of work um especially considering the vessel will be like 394 feet which is like 120 meters tall um and they have to obviously land that somewhere (laughs) that 
isn't Earth. <laughs> so I think that comes with its own challenges anyway, because not that many people uh, are used to, you know, space travel. But there we are. I mean, there's, there is a lot of information, again, with this story. If you are really interested, please go and look it up, um, because we probably won't be able to cover everything. But it is, it is so interesting just to see how America is doing at the moment on the whole space front space. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of new developments <laughs> yeah yeah I think just just to confirm I don't know if you um know about this but when you say kind of reusable or yeah I think it was reusable that you said um yep from my limited knowledge <laughs> on um rockets and space mm-hmm. um when I've seen them drop off quite quickly blow up drop off um stay in the outer atmosphere um so is this kind of the whole the whole rocket itself will be able to kind of go up to the moon land come back itself or will it still is it just one element the um capsule that will be it's a very good question and from what i read i don't have a complete answer i have um an educated guess that it would be the landing system itself that is reusable so that but then they would more than likely have burners that do depart from the rocket but again that is an educated guess so if that is incorrect please let me know um because i think it would be very difficult to have a complete starship yeah, <laughs> at the well, moment I was in, kind of imagining. that is reusable but um from what i read um i, I read multiple uh different stories just to try and get as much information as possible um from what i read i think that the reusable starship is going to be the bit where they actually land right. and obviously uh, that is something that they're already working on yeah. uh, in SpaceX anyway um, but I think that their idea is to move more towards the idea of a reusable uh, spacecraft for the whole thing um, as much as they can really so um, I know that they're looking to have two more members of the crew um to go to the moon uh and to facilitate that they have to add the extra weight into the rocket right um but other than that i couldn't i couldn't answer that question i'm afraid sorry that covers it i mean like you said i mean not that i realized but um I think the things that drop off are the burners or the fuel tanks or, you know, that excess weight, like you said, and that is part of the science of getting it into um, space. So that does make complete sense. Um, but I think it's even, like you said, for for SpaceX and their space race and, you know, their, their position in that race, I think it's very important that um, this is a development that happens. It may not seem, you know in the grand scheme of things you know we can go to the moon why is this a big thing worth billions of pounds but i think this reusable element is certainly important yeah and it has saved a lot of money already so far yeah um so i i I absolutely agree with what you're saying sorry continue 
no, no, no. It was just like it is important when you look at the developments that are happening with China and Russia as well in the space race and the the kind of and America and then the need to remove debris from the outer atmosphere, developing machines, I guess, technology. Um yeah that can do that and i think it's all a step to not necessarily sustainability i don't think it's ever going to get um sustainable so reach um the moon but i think it i is- did a little bit more digging while you were talking sorry no, no, no. <laughs> um and the idea is to make both both stages of the rocket fully reusable so I'm very impressed now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. A fully reusable design. Um, I'm really interested to see how this goes. Obviously, not just because it's Elon Musk, which everybody at the moment is following, but also just because it's if space is conquered by humans, obviously that's going to have a commercial effect. Um, so. I mean, it's there. The news is there. It's a big story. Please go and look at it. (laughs) I certainly will. (laughs) Definitely. I think even, um, you know, Elon Musk and his, you know, Tesla, his involvement in that, and even relating Mm. to Bitcoin, I think this could go full circle. I mean, he did say that you could. Yeah. He put um, 1.5 million in stocks for Bitcoin bitcoin didn't they recently and he said that you could um buy a tesla with bitcoin um so who knows how this will all develop this technology this cryptocurrency this space race maybe you'll be be able to buy a seat on a reusable spacecraft to the moon via bitcoin one day (laughs) one day i wouldn't say anytime soon but one day who knows So, yeah, I mean, so interesting. So many stories this week. Please, please keep an eye out for anything that you think was maybe more important. Just let us know and uh, we'll see if we can add it in next week. Um, Other than that, if I can just direct everybody to our website, which is OUCAS.co.uk. We have all of our events our uh, job application is open for a business student um and yeah just come and talk to us let us know how how you're feeling what what's happening with you and uh i'll thank you again elizabeth for joining me today no problem thank you very much for having me no it was it was nice to introduce you to the listeners <laughs> good well hopefully i will be back with you um soon recording it, it i've thoroughly enjoyed it for my first podcast <laughs> oh fabulous thank you <laughs> we'll see you soon bye bye